Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome everyone to, welcome. A, to a mailbag. A mailbag. I'm. I. I love. I love the mailbag. Uh, although every time we do this, it makes me never want to say anything ever again. Do you know what I mean like? Yeah, I, I, you I, get called I, out a lot. Well, so do oh, I. Oh, you get ready for after, this week. Uh, afterwards, I'm like, I need to just stop having thoughts and opinions and ideas because well, because they're wrong or don't, they annoy someone no, no, or they upset don't someone. Don't think like that. Don't think like that because nobody else lives their life like that, do they? Like true, your average true. non-podcasting uh, listener out there. How often do the things that you think and chat about with your mates? get listened to by, what, the two dozen people that listen to this podcast. So all of them seem to write in every week telling us we're all wrong. Uh, let's try I'd like to flip that it. around. Please, I'd like to please, flip that yeah. around. I want someone to record their conversation yeah. uh, and just get, get a bunch of people to listen to it, and we'll fucking critique the shit out of that. Oh my oh man, god, that's is, a great idea. This is what I always say to people if who say that I, I suck at gaming. I always say, you know what? Record yourself playing a game. And uh, and let me watch it and and critique it and let's see let's see how that goes. That's and, been uh, my favorite part of streaming Dota. Um, the the in houses that we do. My yeah, favorite yeah. part is these lads that sit there and chat. Lamau, lol, ha ha ha. That's see, you're so terrible. Then you watch them play and they're fucking abysmal. And they're like, yeah. well, I, did, I didn't say I was any good. I'm just you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. No, I'm I'm certainly gonna uh, I'm certainly certainly gonna comment and critique uh, the, the the best one i find is when they're like oh my god you're such an idiot do this and you're like well you can actually do that and oh i don't know i've never played this game before it's like, oh, okay <laughs> here we go like the, yeah. th- those are the All worst right. ones do you know what i can always you know rely what? on you guys to make me oh, feel don't better you worry, dude I, I get backseated a lot when i'm playing games especially tarkov because everyone thinks they know how to play tarkov and and apparently Nobody I'm knows how to wrong. play Tarkov. If you're watching somebody play Tarkov, it's because you're too scared to play Tarkov exactly yourself. Exactly right. So, so I was the, playing the other no, day. I am too scared. Yeah. <clears throat> I got backseated in game by a stranger. Right. So I'm 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 in game. I'm hiding on top of a little shack with a with a SKS, waiting to see if if I spot a player. And this other scav runs past. He goes, "Dude, do you really think you're gonna hit someone with that scav gun?" The dura- the durability on it is so low. Your MOA is going to be huge. I was like, just I'm just having fun, dude. He's like, well, yeah. good luck. And everyone was like, shoot him, shoot him. Yeah, you should have just no, shot him, honestly. But it's just like you can't get away from people fucking telling you what you should be thinking or doing. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's All crazy. Right, first email, you lads. Ready? So with that said, thanks for sending us. Yeah, these no, messages. thank you. <laughs> honestly, most of these this week are fantastic. Like some really good okay. emails. It's, I pick out the ones where people are being particularly sassy because I think it's funnier. It is time, funny, by yeah. the way, yeah. it is can funny, I yeah. just say, I occasionally get people tweet me uh, a picture of where they're listening to the Trifles podcast yes. and it always cheers me up. Always. Yeah, every yeah, time, I love that one. Every time yeah. someone says it. Like even if it's just like a filing cabinet or like, you know, <laughs> like a drab, windy, rainy morning. Like 
I just, I just, I just, we did this ages and ages ago. We just said, please tweet us pictures. God, of so long you ago. Yeah, people and still do it all the time. It's great. I, I, I love seeing them. Just my favorite just is when they say, "Might be a little late on this, but you said to send in pictures of where we listen." I'm like, that must have been like three or four years ago. We yeah, said that. It feels like never, a long time. It's never it's too never late. Too please, late. Yeah. Never please too late. keep doing it. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey yeah, guys, I love it. Jackie here. Smiley face. Hi, Jackie. I'm Smiley writing face. in, not just for me, but for my seven other gaping vagina havers in the room with me right now. Right. Whoa. We're all longtime Yogg and Triforce fans. I showed them the first episode of this podcast, and we basically talked about it every week since. As seeing as we've all recently had a chance to get together for the first time since COVID, I believe we're hosting what could potentially be your personal hell of a podcast listening party for the newest episode. Right. Although we may be eight women in a hotel room, we are also in the process of donning several thousand dollars worth of brightly colored animal-themed outfits at a particular kind of convention, smiley winking oh, face. Oh, fair enough. I mean, that's fair enough. <laughs> oh, no. Yes. <laughs> what is that oh. laugh? I well I I've just I feel like I feel like if they listen to the wrong podcast they might just like be like horrified though you know because well, sometimes we express some anti furry sentiment yes sentiments. we don't mean it despite your we... frequent assaults on our lifestyle over the many years oh there we go that this glorious show has gone on for we've decided that our weekly dose of dad ranting bullshit philosophy and eighties media recommendations are too important to miss. Yes. We've had a good laugh thinking about the sheer look of horror on your face should you somehow open the door and uh, hear the, of course, perfect podcast being listened to in such a godforsaken way. And of course, take your comments about us in jest. For real, so thank you to the three of you. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Man, well, that's, a, that's crazy. Because like now all I can imagine, I'm, I'm imagining eight women in a hotel room dressed up in chip, chipmunk costumes, like uh, making uh, chipmunk noises and stuff like uh, whilst listening to this podcast, you know, like uh, imagine, imagine bursting in on, uh, on like uh, on Santa's workshop, like in all the elves are like busily like working away or whatever i just imagine that but it's a, a bunch of women dressed up as uh as animals and listening to a podcast instead so thanks yeah. for that yeah. that's wonderful yeah i this reminds me of uh something that happened over jingle jam so we worked with the wallace and gromit grand appeal uh it was one of the charities oh yeah and we invited all the charities uh to to come down to bristol and um meet us and you know say hi and sort of get the idea because some of them were not really familiar with what we were doing right but the um the, the local grand appeal because they're local they're in bristol they they're building um a very cool jingle jam building house thing anyway they're good they're great but they brought with them their wallace and gromit costumes <laughs> <laughs> which are just and, and then they sort of had to kind of draw there were about four, sort of four or five women and they i think there was a guy and they um had to sort of draw straws amongst them to which one would have to go into the, these horrible sweaty costumes oh, that, God, you man. know it's just because they 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 i think they've all variously done time in the costumes now they were super upbeat and excited and like they had such I don't know. I think if you work for a charity, you have to be a very nice kind of person. I think I I don't know. I don't know. I guess you don't stick around very long because I'm I'm sure the charities don't pay as much as they should do or um or whatever. And I'm sure it's it's it must be a bit of a stressful job. But um, it's a labour of love. To make, yeah. to make it feel like I'm being paid a salary to work for a charity, but also I do have to try and at least make my money back. You know, I need to put this work in, right? You know, you feel like you have to be. 
you know, it, I, I guess it's more. I mean, the um, thing is, than... it, I, I think it must also be very rewarding because if you're working for a big company, you're essentially working to make the people that are extremely rich already slightly richer. Like that's essentially your job is to pay your salary yeah. and make very wealthy people slightly richer. Um, if you're working for a charity and your job is to make people who are really struggling slightly better off, surely that's much more rewarding. Um, I would hope so. And should, be, should so. be the goal of, of humanity, really, to, to do that rather I think, than anything else, I think. I think there must be a little bit of, of pressure, though, to, to be... Um, I don't know, to be efficient, to be effective, to be like... Of course. To feel like you're not... Anyway, you, I, yeah. I mean, if you're working for a faceless corporation, you can just browse Reddit all day. True. Anyway, these charity people were were super lovely, like super energetic, like so excited and nice, and kind of like almost like we're a bit like jaded and, and tired and right. boring and like you know. Whereas they were just like, "What you're doing is amazing. We're so." And it was like this real shot of adrenaline that we needed right before. They're also the a lot jam. of them are on drugs. Like charity workers, <laughs> right, okay. famously big heavy drug right. users. I don't know if the well, actually, that that would explain how high energy they were. Yeah, um, fucking cat mate is the opposite. Cocaine. Right? Cat is what well, your average maybe office the only thing that's taken. Gets them in they're, those suits. They're hitting. You know? the, they're hitting glass hard. They're on the. They're on the good because, stuff. The meth. But the Wallace, because the Wallace and Gromit costumes. Um, I, I assume they have to do events and stuff and things, but. But it's even like the senior, um, the more senior members of the team. Not see, not that they're that old, but you know I mean the ones who'd be already been working for the charity for ten years still had to do their time in the costumes. Oh, you, you got to do your time. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like they could just get the young, the young new one, the new blood to to, to suffer in there. Right. Um, I've but got, yeah, I've it was so funny because the, I've got a these costumes here. are great. Anyway, this sorry, from, carry on. This is from Roe. I'd love to hear your lad's opinion on this because um, it, it takes a it takes a turn that I was not expecting. All right. 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 Dear Perry and Sips and Lewis, I'm Ro, big fan, tiny penis, moving swiftly on. I've had the pleasure of listening to your podcast while serving in the British Army. I'm oh. part of the REME, the Royal Electrical Mechanical Engineers, as an armourer, repairing and maintaining all weapons held by the Army. So far, a highlight has been taking part in public duties in 2021. Whilst on public duties, we supported the Queen's Guard by standing guard on post at all four royal locations in London. However, we have a slightly different uniform and no bearskin, which is that big hat. Right. We had, so this is where it takes a turn. We had a four palace challenge wherein uh, you would wank at each royal location. Right. <laughs> oh my God. That's, this cannot be. <laughs> I have no idea if this is a tradition slash goal for the other cap badges that come under the King's Guard, or if it's an odd goal of the REME, known for their heavy drinking and lewdness. Uh, I'm back on public duties at the moment. If you'd like free entry to the Tower of London, I can get you in for free as I'm on duty here guarding the crown jewels. Holy crap. We are, we, I mean, Jesus. Yes, please. I, first and <laughs> foremost, I would love uh, free entry into the Tower of London, but I mean, I, I had my I, suspicions that people were jacking off everywhere say, all the time. But I'm not going to shake your hand if I ever meet you, Ro. All right, no. That's just because you might be on part four of the challenge and uh yeah he might be I, at the end of the gauntlet there exactly i i definitely i'd shake his hand yeah, I mean, but you don't I, know I, what I his know hand about... has just been doing lewis that's my point yeah but he's an engineer he's probably got grease on his hand anyway right this guy's electrical um, engineer buddy come on electrical mechanics so these guys are the tank maintainers and stuff these they're like basically the um the engineering wing of, of the army I, I i have some um knowledge of them because when i was in the cadets we went on um 
like a thing in went to a, went to Germany and we did like a a week staying with these guys. It was like a, a they they organized this thing for for us young 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 lads. So and I spent time with these guys and I can't I can't say they were uh, heavily drinking wankers uh, particularly. I thought, they were, <laughs> I thought they were very nice. I actually got a cat badge. I've still got it in one of my drawers somewhere. A Remy like a cat hat as if I can so I can pretend I'm in the bloody group. It's like metal and everything. Nice. Um, they're not. There's not a lot of them. There's. They're not that that big of a unit of the army. I don't think. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's. I I I can imagine this. This is an army thing, though, mm. right? Like what? Like the jerking um, off um, challenge. Yeah, I guess women can take part too. You know, it's like not necessarily limited. Yeah, to, why not? I suppose not... so. Sure. <laughs> much, and much much more easily, I should think. Like there's, you know, there's, there's, uh, I think, uh, you could just lean up against a washing machine if there's one of those knocking about and, uh, that, I think it get depends you what you're working with, doesn't it though? Well, a vagina, know? I mean. No, I mean, if you're a man. Oh, like, I see. To tell, depends what scale we're talking here, you know? Oh, but, um, man. Oh, man. I've got, a, a I've got an email here. This is this what is. What are the uh, four royal I don't residences? There's, there's Buckingham Palace. There's, uh, Kensington Palace. Is Win- uh, what the about Tower Windsor? Of Where's Windsor? Windsor is in Windsor. Yeah, but there's another Windsor Palace. Is like, isn't it up north or something? Am I going mad? No, you're thinking the castle, Windsor That's, Castle. There's Windsor, Windsor, Windsor Castle. Yeah, Windsor yeah. Castle. Where, where does that count? No, it's not. Well, it's like it's, it's just on the. Berkshire. Yeah, it's like just on the outside of uh, London, but not quite London. I, I can't think Royal where the other one would be. Residences. Well, I reckon if I don't know if it means something else to the army, you know. Like, you got Buckingham Palace, Windsor Castle. The oh, Windsor of, Castle yeah. is considered part of it. It okay. says the Palace of Holyrood House and Hillsborough Castle in Northern Ireland. So I guess you've got to do all four. I don't know. Either way, you got to do like one in each country. Yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> is <there> one? <laughs> this is from is this one is, in Wales. This, I'm going to get this lad's name. Um, this guy's name is Beata. Wank around the Isles. Beata, Sorry, I love that. Beata Half Porson, I think. Uh, so I think he's Icelandic. Right. Um, he says, I'm about to become a dad for the first time. An interesting turn of events given my grotesquely tiny penis, but a welcome one for sure. I was wondering if you could get Lewis, with him being the only non-dad of the podcast, to give me some advice for my new upcoming role. So Lewis, uh, and then Sips, you're going to critique Lewis's right. advice. Sure. So uh, Let's see if Lewis, Lewis is ready for a dad. You're going to give us just, just a brief bit of, just like a one minute little monologue. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cue you in. Uh, advice about becoming a dad for the first right. time. Okay, so um, I think the thing is just to go with the flow. You yeah. know, uh, the, the, the people have been having kids for since ever. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't exist if thousands of people hadn't had kids before you. So that's so true. Gotta, so true. You got to just just be just rely on your 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 paternal instincts. Um, do what your your wife or partner says. You know, squeeze her hand when she's giving birth. Yeah, and um, you know, make sure you got the car, got some towels down in the car. <laughs> Don't take it personally when she just tells you to fuck right off, like mid and, uh, mid labor. And then, like you know, maybe limit it to like two kids max later on. I know, like, there's the temptation to have more, but resist. Yeah, my dude. Um, you know, God, make sure to like just abandon all your friends and life commitments. Your life will never be the same again. Yeah, you know, get your holidays done. Get your site, you know. Get your will made. You know, tidy your cupboards. They ain't going to be tidied for the next seven years, for God's sake. Oh my God, there's no I've way. I've seen anything about Sips's house. Yeah. Um. You know, just wet wipes. You know, just just be, just be prepared. Just get prepared. You know, be like a prepper. 
get your like get your ducks in a row. Yes, and um, just be ready for the apocalypse. Pretty much. There you go. Yeah, I think that's pretty that, good advice. Actually, that yeah. time. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that's solid. Flax, I, I I would give yeah. the same sort of advice okay. as well. <laughs> well done, well done, Lewis. You fumbled okay. your way through I've that. I've listened. One. I've He's listened been to listening. you guys. Yeah. He's been listening. Yeah. All right. Advice for new dads. God. Good luck to you, my man. Indeed. Good luck. Holy crap. Uh, okay. Here we go. This is uh, this might be a bit nuts. This is from from uh, Hello Triforce. My name is Jazzy, and I've been a long-time Yogs fan and Triforce listener. I work for Child Protective Services in the U.S. While most cases are just petty neighbors or divorced parents making mountains out of molehills, or moleholes is what they've written here. <laughs> mountains out of moleholes. There are still some really tough moments. A while back, I was interviewing a kid regarding some really heavy stuff. Since I was listening to the podcast recently in my car, the Triforce logo was on my lock screen due to it being paused. He noticed and said he loves the podcast too, and we had a good chat about it to lift the mood after a tough conversation. I thought he'd appreciate that. And just in case it has to be said, I did not tell a teenager that I had a tiny, tiny penis, because obviously. Uh, also, in regards to your discussion a few weeks ago about people naming their children dumb stuff, I see it a lot at my job. I've spoken to kids named Zelda, Link, and Ganon, uh, Ooh, and also a girl, named, a girl named Magic. Right. Uh, yeah, I suppose magic is quite sweet, but um, Link and Ganon. I mean, Zelda, Link, and Ganon. I Robin Williams started that off, didn't he? Call uh, his daughter's name is Zelda. Zelda Williams, I think that's right. I don't mind Zelda so much because there's even like characters called Zelda in like um, Anime. Sabrina the Teenage oh, Witch. Yeah. It sounds like a Greek Aunt name. Zelda, it just there? sounds like a, Z a Greek name, like Zorba. Yeah. Like Zorba. Yeah. Zelda the Greek. <laughs> it does. I think. I think you could link is link is a boy's name anyway, right? You could you, you there's like um Rhett and Link, you know, Good Mythical Morning. They, I, I don't think I think it's Lincoln, right? Is the just it's just short for Lincoln. Oh yeah. So that's not too bad. And Ganon is a bit of a weird one. I think most people don't tend to name kids after bad guys. Mm. You know, you don't see many um, Hitlers running around. That's but maybe for sure. Ganon's had like a re no. redemption arc that I didn't know about. Not many Voldemorts. Get some Voldemorts not, in there. No, there's not. But maybe they're just Vol. I actually wonder if Vol, Adolf is Vol still Hall. like uh, still was still a popular name after uh, World War II, or if it was just one of those names that nobody went near, sort of thing. Because you don't see. No, like I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of people changed their name away from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it must. But that's, at, that's at, at the, it must have been. Um, it, it's got to be like one of those old, old sort of like traditional names, though, right? Like, like it, Adolphus, it, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Um, so but there's probably but just, a Pope Adolphus. Is, is there yeah. any other name in history? This is definitely something we've spoken about before. I'm getting serious, serious uh, Triforce deja vu here. Is there any other name in history where you think, I mean, Genghis springs to mind as a name that you could. Genghis. Yeah. That you, you only think of one person Adolf, Genghis. Yeah. yeah. Who Attila. else? Attila. Attila. Well, uh, it, it tends to be that these, these, these people were the. But these people were the Hitlers of their time, though, yeah. right? Like we we talk about Hitler because he, but but Napoleon used to be, you know, the, the yeah Napoleon, real, the bad word, right? No one would name their kid Napoleon. Well, or, maybe or, in know, France they did Bonaparte. You know, certainly like those. those Man, that, that reminds that me. Is... I was playing Hitman Three uh, yesterday, and I found an item which is a little doll of Napoleon, and it, but it was a remote uh, explosive, and it was nice. called. Napo Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> Just thought I would mention that. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah, Thank good. you for sharing. No problem. No, I, I, I don't. I, I think like the the thing I have about these kids' names is that some of them work well 
when they're a kid, but then what if they were an old person? Like having a name like Magic to be an old to be an old person, you just sound like an old hippie, wouldn't you? Right? Yeah. And would that have like a nominative deterministic effect on Ooh, you as well? Nice would you? Term. Would you? Would you be? Would you be more into Magic? You know, I feel mm. like I feel like people that you meet called like something Baker tend to be competent at cooking. That's not right? true <laughs> because at all. Because they, they feel bad about like not being, you know? It's, I don't know, it's just that's like a constant reminder. I think you're really bollocks. reaching here, but... Okay. But, well, we talked about this before, but I... I you there's know, a, I there's a million whether... bakers out there who have never once uh, baked a loaf of bread in their life, and or and never will. There's millions of I them. I am fascinated about how these, like, things, like, psychologically, like, ch- like ch- change your choices. You know, if your name's magic, how's that going to affect you in your life, you know? Um, and I and I and some people it doesn't affect them a, a jot. Honestly, but others, I think it probably you know. the only the only real tangible effect uh, on their life is that uh, they're more likely to just have their name legally changed at some point, whereas most people <laughs> probably don't right. bother. Yeah. Right. You know. All right. Yeah. This is uh, this is from Tristan. Uh, this, but then again, Magic Johnson. Okay. You know, he was he was like you know it was, he was he True. was. It's his name. His name. He was not name. born. Uh, his first name was not Magic, though. It was. Right. It was Dunks. It was. Um, what was it? Okay, hang it on was a second. Three magic, pointer. Magic. It was Basketball Johnson. He changed it to Magic. It's also uh, Magic Johnson. Ir- God. Irvin. Did Irvin. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Magic Johnson. Did not people not think Magic? Yes, Magic of Johnson was a but okay. I th- I, you know what I think the main thing if you have a really <laughs> he did use his, his name, Johnson quite a bit as he well. He did. That's how yeah. he got into so much trouble. Yeah, um, right. I, I, oh, well, I mean, he's got he got AIDS because he he slept around so much. That was that was one. Good thing. lord. Yeah. Um, it's quite a sad story. Anyway, I think if you have a memorable name like Zelda or Magic, the number one thing that's going to happen is people are going to remember your name, and that does matter because it you then at least are memorable. Um. So, yeah, I, I do think there is something to be said for having a memorable name, but I don't think that having a name like Mini Driver, for example, isn't an Uber driver, is she? She's no. an actor. So Mini Driver is a memorable name. That in itself is is enough. Mini, Harrison I Ford feel like... Is doesn't a, own a Ford. No. Just saying. But Mini, Mini for me is a name where if your kid is called Mini, it's okay. But then uh, as an adult, it, it's it's... Probably less okay, right? Min- mm. Mini is just a bit of a. I don't. Know. I don't mind Mini as a girl's name. I think I it's quite like it sweet. A, I think it's quite cute. I I, I don't like Junior. Junior. Um, yeah. No. What about Junior, junior Soprano a... though? That su- suited him. <laughs> Uncle June. Wow. Uncle, Uncle June. June. <laughs> Uncle June. Come on. All right. <laughs> Come on. Let, let's move on. This is, this is from uh, this is from Tristan. This is interesting because I was talking about archaeologists the other day with someone about, out of nowhere. Uh, hello, gents. I'm an American archaeologist working in New Mexico. And I have a story about my recent fieldwork in the desert. We were camping in the remote desert wilderness a couple of hours drive from any civilization, looking for signs of Native American occupation in some canyons. We would hike 10 hours a day through rugged terrain with little shade trudging through thick desert brush. Let oh me tell God. you, let me tell you, the plants here are mean as hell. Right. Everything from small the grass- The plants are mean. The plants, but wait. Everything well, from normally small it's the grasses, mosquitoes or the snakes. You wouldn't get mosquitoes in the desert, just saying. No, Everything no. from small grasses to large bushes and cacti have some sort of barbed growth or massive thorn which thoroughly rakes through your clothes. I had a 10 centimeter thorn pierce the sole of my thick leather boot and stab into my foot. But it's not the wow. flora that's concerning here, it's the animals. While crawling on my hands and knees in a rock shelter looking for artifacts, I felt something tapping my head. And looked up, I saw a 23 centimeter desert centipede scuttle at speed into a crevasse. Look these things up. 
fucking nightmare. Less than oh a minute later, I crawled over a boulder and put my face less than a foot from a diamondback rattlesnake. He didn't even care, Whoa. but I had to work around him for the next couple of hours and had to dodge one of his friends coming back to his shelter when I was leaving. At night in our tents, we would hear the coyote packs running through camp, and in the mornings, we would find cow carcasses with hunks of flesh still attached to the bone. Even though my job is nothing like Indiana Jones, some aspects like the snakes ring true. Keep up the good work and wish me luck in the field. Good luck, Trist. Man, good luck in the field. I'm glad it's you doing it and not me. I would not like to do that job at all. Jeez, no. I would hate send that. Us, send us a picture. He has sent me three the... pictures. Wow. Oh, right. I will endeavor to drag them somewhere and, Put and them save in the them. Discord. Uh, yes, I will do that. Hold on a sec. Yeah, that'd be, uh, that's what I want to see. Yeah, oh God. Well, I, he's making it sound like it's packed full. I thought the bloody place was empty. You know? No. I didn't realize it was like. Also, what's a cow doing in the desert? How did they get that in there? Well, how it's... did they get. How far did they drag that? Well, from? I guess that it sort of wandered off. They probably milk it every damn day to uh to keep to, to help them keep going, you know. No, they got to bring it with them. Yeah, yeah, they brought fresh, it with them. fresh from the source. <laughs> here are the here are the pictures. So you've got. Uh, let me see. So the top one is Holy the crap. bits of cow. There's a fucking hoof still attached there. So uh, that's yeah, pretty grisly. That's then pretty that grisly. that's the. The, the kind of wilderness we're talking about with all the, the desert brush. Yeah. And then there's oh, a rattlesnake like in a hole. Look it? at that. There's a wee rattlesnake in a hole. Sorry, we can't share these with you, but just imagine them. Just imagine. Imagine, uh, imagine uh, like it looks like uh, the scene out of a spaghetti western, if you've ever seen one of those, right? Uh, that's kind of what like the landscape looks like. You could just imagine. Oh, yeah. Wow, this reminds wow, me of wow. the... Um, this reminds me of this story that, that that I read back in the day about the, the Germans who went missing in Death Valley. I think we talked about this ages ago, but uh, man, if you never read that story, it's a, it's really worth reading. It's like it's basically um, this family of Germans who went missing in Death Valley, and it's really remote, right? Really, really kind of like super remote to the point where it's a day's drive out there, and you 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 know, there's no phone signal and no. You know, it's it's just a nightmare. Don't take it's, your family so there. Would be how I would put it. First no, I, um, it's funny, funny enough. Like for me, it's in the name. I, I'm yeah. not going to a place called Death Valley. Um, Daddy, what are I'm we going to do I'm today? I'm not going to Hell Canyon, and I'm not <laughs> yeah, going to Hellscape, and I'm not yeah. going to Deathland. Uh, those exactly. are all places that I've just. I'm not going to really be going to, uh, exactly. especially not with my family of young children and my my wife and stuff. Stupid. I won't be taking yeah. them to that either. So yeah, you can if you Google up Death Valley Germans, there's a guy's blog which is still up where he just catalogues his uh, attempts to find this this what happens to this family, and eventually, spoiler, did find some did find out what happened to them. Found so like, like a quite, shoe, and then found it was like, like it's, it sounds like uh, it sounds. It would like, be a great documentary, honestly. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like uh, Firewatch, the game Firewatch. If you ever played that, really good mm. game. Really, really yeah. good, actually. Really nice. Good vibes in that game. Definitely. Yeah, but the story like, was uh, like that sort of built up in in like while you were playing it. It, was, it wasn't what you expected. Wasn't what you expected, sure. but it's pretty good. It was all right. Yeah, all right. I, I like that when I watch. I watched. Um, see what I watched. I watched the menu. Have you seen the? I menu? haven't watched it. No, yet. I haven't seen that. I recommend. It's not what I expected, okay. which I like. I'm still I, watching that. That's all, that's all I need from all right. a TV show and or a movie these days. I'm still watching that Ken Burns, The U.S. and the Holocaust um, documentary, which is long. Oh, it's right. interesting and mm -hmm. uh, pretty grim, but long as well. But really yeah. detailed. I don't think there's going to be a twist there, though. There's right? no stuff will turn out that, like... Yeah, it's all... <laughs> it's not the kind of place where there's um, something... Why else have I watched it? it was quite good. It was a bit unexpected. Um... 
Uh, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, let's carry on. This is a great, by the way, it's a great podcast today. Okay. Loving, loving this. I'm glad you're happy. Shout out to, um, Big me, shout out to all, all the I'd little say. groups of people. Yeah. Like, shout out to the, the furries sweating sweating their little furry balls off in costumes and the Remy guys sat in a greased, greased up under a tank. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, it's just great. And the guy in the desert. And, I especially you know, like the fact that nobody's called me out on any of my nonsense uh, today. It's been especially good. Because well, I don't know if you right. listened oh, to no the last about you. Jesus. Well, well, we'll see. There was you got one email, Sips. One in the whole time we've been doing the Triforce. One. Well, I have criticizing standards. you for not paying the the, the <laughs> fucking extra, <laughs> calling you a bozo, and that's all you could talk about. Well, I, I can't get, get like over ten it. a week. Well, it's, uh, it's, I have high standards. I'm, I'm, but, no, but no, but Sips is the darling of the podcast. I mean, you know, everyone he's, loves he's, him. He's he, the funny no one. No one is above criticism. All right. Maybe but, in in future, if I get one that's in any way critical of Sips, I'll censor it like some kind of well, government well, okay, agent. Okay, no, I'll put a black line on that, through it. No. There was the there was the the charitable bozo guy, and there was the Wisconsin guy as well. If you remember, that was you brought that on yourself. Buddy. I did not. Maybe you, I criticize, you criticized Wisconsin, and believe it or not, a bunch of people from Wisconsin weren't happy about that. I didn't when, think that that could happen, though. Like, not in a million years do I think, think that that was so nice. You didn't think they had right. computer accesses, would <laughs> I didn't That's say like that. That's like leopards ate my face, isn't it? It's I did like, not say that. I didn't think they could complain about me. <laughs> <laughs> thought I was untouchable. All right. oh, I thought it was All safe right. to make fun of Wisconsin. This is, uh, this is from Sean. Uh, Sean works for Amazon. In the Alexa home products Q and A department. Oh no! I've been I've been working on creating skills for Alexa devices like games and functions. Was wondering what ideas you guys might have, realistic or not. So, what ideas do you guys have for what the Alexa could do? Man, I'm not doing your fucking job for you. Do your job. How about you come up with the ideas? (laughs) No, no. I got enough to oh, do already. What? I don't need to be doing this too. Jeez, I, now I'm gonna be racking my brains. Thanks so much for this. <laughs> I honestly think the smartest people in the world have not figured out how to make Alexa useful, or like, or or, or like any anyone asks Alexa more than Alexa, what's the time? Can you can you can you think up a way where I can ask Alexa to play radio friendly versions of uh, of otherwise very explicit songs? Because I, I would love my kids to be able to listen to some hip hop classics, but it's impossible to get the radio versions to play on Alexa. So maybe that right, maybe like you can start with that. So Alexa Not can even detect the, yeah, swear beeping, words or like sometimes they cut out. the swear words out. But no, she doesn't even need to do that though, because mostly on Spotify or Amazon Music or whatever service you're using, there are radio-friendly versions of like all of these songs. Because a lot of these songs, as explicit as they are, at some point were in the charts. So yeah. they would have had to have been played on the radio. So there are versions out there. It's just impossible to get Alexa to pinpoint the one. The version that you want to play. Um, so, for instance, how about like, that? <laughs> please, the, the please. one that goes la di da di da. It's the motherfucking D O double G. Yeah, Stop why dog. can't it just be the motherfucking? No, you know, it's, it's the one and only. Is the what one and only D O double G. Snoop Dog, mother flipper, mother truckers. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not there. They not exist. Hard. They do exist, but it's just it's impossible to to pinpoint them on. I would Alexa. like to 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 talk about the alarm system on Alexa because I feel like the the voice recognition is that you say alarm and then it just it, it flubs it a lot when you're asking it. 
Like I'm like, Alexa, can you set an alarm for 7.30 every weekday except Fridays when I want it to be 8.30? And it goes, setting alarm for tomorrow, 8.30. It's like, what the fuck? So I don't know if it's my accent or I don't enunciate or it just doesn't hear me or whatever, but I wish it would say, sorry, what was that last part? Like, you know, just, just ask for some clarification because sometimes it just has a go. Yeah. And then you're like, what? fucking fine. Alexa, cancel all alarms. You got to start again. It's just, it's just not very smart. Just smarten it up. Right, yeah. smarten it well, up. Make, it's been around make long Alexa smarter. Yeah. I think a lot of people, yeah, like, I, like we said, do just use Alexa for alarms and, and like basic crap, right? Like, the, what's the, the weather going to be like is what my daughter asks her every yeah. morning. And then she tells That's, us, Alexa, yeah. what's the weather going to be like today? It'll be 11 degrees and we'll rain around lunchtime. She's like, guess what, dad? I'm like, what? And then she tells me. I'm like, cool. So that's about it at the nice. moment. Yeah. So your daughter is kind of like a pseudo Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, if it could run upstairs and, and tell me things. I wait, Alexa, yeah. here's one. Alexa, make me a cup of tea or get the kids to make me a cup of tea, please. That would be a good one. Right. right. And what does that do then? Does that send them a text message? No, it just says to them, I will keep making this noise until you make dad a cup of tea. Ah, 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 and just doesn't shut up until it gets confirmation right. from me that, it, that I have had my tea. That would be... That would be good. I, I, I feel like, like Alexa's tried everything, right? They've tried like text adventures. You know, they've they've tried like drop in phone calls. You can like drop in to other people's Alexa to talk to them. But that's just none of these things are are actually very good. Yeah. Um. I I feel like like this, they've tried so like so much and none of it's really stuck because people aren't really comfortable buying stuff over Alexa because we never trust that she can hear us yeah. that well. And you, you, you don't you, want to she, buy, she's got the like, wrong one. Exactly. And also you don't really want to buy like something without seeing it a lot of time because half the time even the shit I buy on Amazon like I bought some um something some varnish the other day and it was like a minuscule bottle and I got like scammed, do you know what I mean? I'd like mm -hmm. I'd like I'd like you know I thought I'd bought a liter of it and I bought like a fucking you know a tiny mini 10 mils. mini bottle. Do you and, know, um, so I think that the, the core problem that Alexa has is what can she do that my phone can't is, I suppose, the problem. Yeah, because right. the only thing it's got going for it is I can just talk to it and it will sometimes do what I ask it. That's it. That's essentially the selling point of Alexa is it just sits in your house and listens to everything you say, uh, even though it says it doesn't. It does, I'm sure. And then you ask it to do stuff and it quite often flubs what it, you've asked it to do or it does something that you could have done in two seconds anyway. So it's kind of just redundant. It's, I feel a, like it's a bit the, like, I feel like people have, when Alan Sugar yeah. brought out that phone that did email at the same time as Blackberries came out. <laughs> um, well done, Lord Sugar. The Amstrad yes. emailer. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. This is from Ryan. Um, I was saddened recently to hear that one of my fellow countrymen had written to you in criticism of beans on toast. He's an American, by the way. Right. Americans have many things to be embarrassed about. Uh, in my experience, the topic of gross foods doesn't come up often, but I assure you that beans on toast is not always the first one mentioned. I proudly write to you as an American beans on toast fan who occasionally indulges in what I call the half American breakfast, which is eggs, sausage, home fries, or hash browns, and beans on toast. There's nothing better, although the Heinz curry flavored beans aren't really worth $5 a can. This is getting very specific. They, got a, they got a barbecue flavor beans yeah. as well that's kind of nice, the Heinz, uh, yeah. if, you're, if you're ever uh, looking to spice things up a bit. Well, I mean, okay. Hold on. I, I get there, this. There like... is more. There is more. Just, just hold on. Okay. Americans do love to hate British things. It's not a texture thing, I'm sure, because we eat baked beans with hot dogs all the time. But like many American things, baked beans here are sugary and are often heavily flavored with things like bacon, maple syrup, honey, onions, and barbecue sauce. Molasses as well. I was surprised to see beans on a dinner on a diner breakfast menu recently and had to test to see if it was the sugary American kind 
or the tomatoey, savoury British kind, I was well, disappointed. The, the, the British ones are still very sweet. They are, but honestly. not as sweet as the American ones, I think is his point. Um, right. So he's saying that any country that gave the world the culinary delights of meatloaf, grits, and cheese whiz should on occasion step out from behind their cheeseburgers and apple pie to appreciate what else the wide world has to offer. Yeah. Yours sincerely, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks so much. Finally, somebody said it, you know? Someone's talking <laughs> sense, right? Well, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> thank God. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So first of all, I've heard good things about Branston beans. They're um, very this, good. Yeah, they're is good. Is this a thing? Is the truth? Good yeah, they're truth. good. I, we have them now. And, and the, Branston uh, yeah, they're, pickle they're as well, yeah. Much, much better. Much less of a soupy sauce than the uh, the Heinz. It's a better, more con- it's a better consistency. It's better flavor. But I'll say this: if uh, American listeners out there, if you want to make your baked beans better, uh, my friend Sarah from Texas sent me a bottle of Salt Lick barbecue sauce. Right. This stuff is the best barbecue sauce I've ever had, hands down. If you put a big old, I'd say, let me think, a big big tablespoon of that into your beans when they're cooking, mix it all through, you get amazing barbecue beans and uh, that's the best. So add a little bit of a uh, salt lick barbecue sauce. This podcast is not brought to you by salt lick. Other barbecue sauces. It's not. Apparently, I'm not. always looking for an additive to my beans, but I always felt like it was it was just gonna. Okay, here. It, how it about just made this? It sweeter. You, you ready for this? I got a couple yeah. of things that Go. you can add to your beans. This is a little recipe. Okay, add a bit of molasses into your beans. Okay, not too much. <laughs> molasses. What year are we? In? Get some molasses in there. <laughs> then get a little. Just get like a little tiny bit of brown sugar in there as well. Sugar and then, and and then get a little so, a little squirt of <laughs> French's mustard, American style mustard, in there as well. Right. Jeez. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Just oh, like, man. It, it's, it, it makes their, your beans real nice. Trust me. Get some candy floss and fold that in there as well. Yeah, God, sure. Yeah, why just not? get some Haribo. Well why not just it, yeah. dissolve oh, those in there? Put some of those flying saucer UFO sweets. Break some of those flying saucers <laughs> open and just pour the sugar. Get yeah. some sherbet into... on there and a couple of grams of sugar and some more brown sugar. It's very sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. I'm not sure. Uh, this is from uh, this is from Joseph and the Park Runners. I don't know. That's not a band. That's what they do. Uh, I'm from Bournemouth. That's why I'm reading this out and uh, listen to the podcast while doing the weekly park run. Right. Like most runners, Sorry, I, I love you're stats. You're reading it out because, because of he's the from Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, right. I, I love stats. So he gets some sort of yes, special does, treatment. Absolutely. I love stats, so right. track my running speed and times, etc. I'm sure there must be many others like me that listen to the podcast while tracking our exercise. Could you please give us a power boost during the podcast to help us push us to our limits and get those PBs. <laughs> I, I always wonder what those runners are listening to. And I just assume they're listening to trance or something, right? right? Like, <laughs> like some some banging Venga boys or whatever. Like just just some something like that 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 just just gives them that like something to to run in time. I with, always right? imagine them listening to like uh, like Lighthouse Family or something like uh, you know like lifted, you know what I mean? Oh, like like, so, yeah. like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. All like, right, so let's each give them a power boost. Sips, you can go first. Give these runners a power boost. Uh, come on, guys, keep your peckers up. All right, let's see, let's see you work those um, glutes. Oh my God, that's great. You're doing so good. Well done. Clapping. I'm clap, 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 clap. Is that good enough? Yeah, sure. L- Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
don't give up. You can, you can do another, another five yards or whatever, how far I you're going. I know, you got to believe. You, you, just, just think about how good this will look on your uh, fitness tracker when you look at that when you get back later. God, you you know, just, you know, just, just come on. Work off that flabby bait beads on toast that you ate this morning. Yeah, right, work I'll, get rid of it. You work right, it off. One. I'll do one as well. You are feeling very <laughs> sleepy. Go and have a nice lie down. There is no more Just... running for you. Ooh, go lie down. Oh. So tired. Feel your legs getting heavier. Ah, that's just to balance it out. Nice. Yeah, that's good of nice, you. Nice, very good. It's good of you to provide balance. Well done. Oh my god. All right. Well done. <laughs> What's next? Well done. What else have you got for was us? Listening, was listening to the episode of y'all talking about that 90s show when you got to calling Wisconsin the middle of nowhere yeah. and stuck in the 70s. Oh, man. Well, I'm sure you'll be glad to hear <laughs> you've got listeners in Wisconsin angry, me being one of them. Holy I crap. I would say in general, you're pretty accurate uh, in that there isn't anything too crazy. I'm here. sure right. they've got like a giant ball of string well, just or something. You wait. You know. If you want a bit of an exaggerated example of Wisconsin and the Midwest, um, here are some things that, that we are known for. Wisconsin Dells, which is the water park capital of the world. Oh, Chris, Chris Farley, who was born in Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. Jeffrey Dahmer, friend yeah. of the podcast, born in Milwaukee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> friend of the podcast. <laughs> Harry, H- Harry Houdini, born in Appleton, Wisconsin. Wow. Mark Ruffalo, born in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Jeez. Cheese and dairy. People refer to themselves as cheeseheads. And beer and breweries. Yes, Wisconsin. We don't have any of those things no. here in the rest of the world. You For six, I'd say yeah. the easy compar- comparison of Wisconsin and other Midwest neighboring states is a lot of Canada. Basically, a lot of nature in the outdoors. Uh, and he's saying he does like Banff and Jasper in Canada, whatever those Well, are. I mean, they're beautiful spots, yeah. I, and uh, not uh, very, very unique, like compared to, say, Wisconsin, for example, mm. because it's... Uh, well, they're mountain resorts, so, you know. Hmm. So not so much criticism, so much as pointing out some very ordinary things from what is, according to Sips, a very ordinary place. Yes. Uh, yeah. So... I mean, Mark Ruffalo is like, he's a, he's pretty mid. You know what I mean? I like Mark Ruffalo, but you wouldn't describe him as, like, exciting. He's very Wisconsin, I would suggest. I didn't Methodical, know why I Harry Houdini acceptable. was from, you know... Bratislava or somewhere and changed his name. You know, I just assumed he was one of these... No, he's from Wisconsin. I didn't realise he was a, just a, a all-American, you know, I'd like to lad. point something out, that he was from Wisconsin and he was an escape artist. So he escaped Wisconsin. That was his first order <laughs> that of was his big. That was yeah. his first big, was his big from start. Wisconsin. He got out. If I can escape Wisconsin, I can get out of anywhere. <laughs> sounds like a, a bad... Um, a bad action movie, yeah. doesn't it? Escape from Escape Wisconsin. Escape from Wisconsin. Uh, listen, I'm uh, sorry for describing Wisconsin in uh, in an un, uh, unflattering way or whatever. I, I've never been myself. I only hear things about Wisconsin. Okay, like people tell me that Wisconsin is just kind of, kind of, kind of plain, kind of boring, like a little bit, a little bit Fargo or whatever, and I believe them. So yep. you know, if you're coming at me with uh, with with some knowledge bombs to to dispel those myths, great. That that that's good because I honestly I don't have any uh, any 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 I don't have like a dog in this fight. I don't have a horse in this race. <laughs> like I just don't. He care. doesn't really right. care. I he don't. doesn't really care. I really yeah. don't. I I think the world generally is 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 has moved on right a lot, and I think we we do watch a lot of eighties nineties stuff where maybe Wisconsin was more of a butt of a joke than it is now. 
And you know, the, the, I, I mean, well, in hold on. Years things have changed yeah, a lot. But, but at the same time, a lot of the people writing in to defend Wisconsin are really Haven't not really saying anything particularly forward. exciting. Right. It's like we've got a big water park and we make a lot of cheese. It's like, wow, you're right. I've completely revisited my opinion of Wisconsin <laughs> as okay. potentially a fairly regular, boring place. Anyway, this is a, this is bizarre. This is from Benji. I work in a lab at a major university in the US doing academic research in the field of cellular agriculture. My work is specifically okay. focused on how to grow meat in a lab. Wow. We call meat grown this way, okay. cultivated meat. I'm wondering if uh, you guys would ever try or be interested in eating cultivated meat. Do you want to hear how they mm. make it first? Sure. Uh, the goal is to get muscle and fat cells from animals and grow the population of cells, hopefully forever, so we don't have to get more from an animal, and then figure out how to grow them in 3D in the shape of meat. Uh, there are huge humanitarian, ethical, and environmental benefits to growing meat in this way, but you guys can read about that yourselves. There are also a lot of companies that have started working on this problem, in addition to uh, academia. And Upside Foods was recently the first company in the world to receive US FDA green light for cultivated meat uh, after they concluded that their cultivated chicken is safe to eat. Would you eat lab meat? As a vegan, Lewis, I'll ask you first. Um, hmm. I gotta say, I feel like it's a no. Okay. Um, partly because I just, it just makes me feel a bit queasy eating meat now. I've, I've really not, <laughs> I've really not eaten any even lab grown meat. It, I think it's just a personal thing. I, I, I think even if it's like solves the problems of cruelty and climate change and all these issues with with meat production. It's amazing how fascinated we are. I think something also about the idea of it being made in a lab, that whole description was very unpalatable. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then again, like, you know, it's best to not think too close too closely about where your food comes from or else you'd end up eating fuck all. Do you know what I mean? Like, you end up not eating. You know, it's a, all the chocolates made in some terrible, you know, ab abusive um, situations, you know, of modern slavery. And, you know, despite... You know, to Tony's chocolate only doing their best. Yeah. Even then, the milk's coming from, you know, cows that are being uh, injected with hormones. It's pretty miserable stuff. That generally, the food <laughs> situation. Um. So would I, would I eat it? I, I mean, uh, I guess I don't. I don't miss meat. Um, I guess when I say meat, I I mean these are. This is what I mean when I say meat. I mean chicken, which has a very good texture. Um. But I think you can get very close to that with other things anyway. I like spicy food generally. And so when I eat meat, I tend to have it with some spicy sauce. And as a result, chicken to me is like not that mm. crucial. I know some people swear by it and, but I don't, I don't miss it. I certainly don't miss the saltiness of, you know, fried chicken or bacon. Um, I think they, they were, they are very overly salty in the same way. I don't like overly sweet things either. Um, I, I think my, my palate is like, I've tried to be a little bit less on the on the extremes. So and I, I don't really love the gristliness of sausages and lamb and some of these other meats too. And I don't think pork's really very good generally. Oh my God. Um, I miss ham. I think ham, maybe if there was a lab-grown like ham, a salty I think that's the ham. one thing. You can get uh, corn ham. Corn, corn ham. I grew up with a with a with a with a nice butcher opposite, and they always did this very nice thick slices of ham that I very much enjoyed in a sandwich. And I think I miss a ham and mustard and, you know, I, I miss a really nice ham and mustard sandwich. But I mean, but honestly, if you look at spam, that could be lab-grown meat. 
Like, yeah, it doesn't look like it came. Well, I mean, I used to. I didn't hate corned beef either. Like that was like growing up. I ate a lot of this. That looks like lab meat. Like which is pretty pretty grim. Yeah, I mean, corned beef. God, and some people really. The thing is, it's it's about what you grew up with, right? Like too. Like if you if you were a kid and you grew up eating these pretty awful sounding foods, like tongue or you know haggis which is yeah. basically i found that haggis is just lungs basically uh, some other bits and bobs in there but yeah more or less well it's like it's like something like 50 or 60 percent lungs yeah um delicious lungs. just just what you need <laughs> you, for your health <laughs> for your health i don't know so so would i eat lab grown meat no sips would you i don't know if i would actually it just sounds kind of gross you know it does. This does sound but a little bit gross. But do you guys gross. ever? Do you possess anything that is made of silk? Uh, no. Silk. It's too no, fancy for really. me. Why? Do you know how they make it? Because well, it comes out of a bug, right? A worm? No. No. So everybody, my vision of where silk comes from is that they had like racks of these little bugs and some kind of spool that just pulled the silk out of them. They they grow the the silkworms, and as soon as they start to go into cocoon form. They boil them. Oh, they chuck them oh all God. in a big thing and boil them, and then you pull the silk out as as you're boiling them, sort of thing. Man. So I, I think that kind of changed my idea of how where silk comes from. I had a vision. I think I saw this on Twitter, and I was like, "What?" I looked it up. Everyone that was posting was like, "I thought that all the worms just sat all there cozy and little thing, and the silk came out, and they just carefully wound it onto things." But of course, they just fucking boil them. Uh, so yeah, Jesus. there we go. Well, Sorry, I, mean, I didn't know. I don't know what I expected. No, why did we expect it to be in any way nice? But yeah, no, of yeah, course, it's like any of our things that are farmed yeah. from nature, we just find a really cruel way it to do boil it. Them. Just fucking boil them along, mate. <laughs> Much quicker. All right, this is from uh, Gear. Um, Dear Perrin, you asked about what babies' first words are in other countries. This is on another episode we did where we were saying that Dada and Mama seem like the most common. Yeah. Uh, my baby is four months younger than Sipsy's youngest, and she's half Norwegian and half Vietnamese. That's quite an unusual wow, mix. Wow, yeah, it's a combo, yeah. We spent a few months in Vietnam last year, and her first word was the Vietnamese word nian, which nice. means hurry. Oh, there which you means go. hurry up. And she would yell out nian, 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 whenever her grandparents took too long to dress her or change her nappy. So it turns out not all kids say dada or mama, so no. jump right into yelling at old people for being slow. My, so, uh, wow. my daughter is now saying dib a lot. She says dib. dib. Yeah. Dib, dib, she dib, goes dib, 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 dib. That's, that's the, uh, the mainstay. And she's trying to, she's now trying to say words. Like she knows, she knows like the sounds of the words that she needs to say in certain situations. So like she's got a lot of lift the flap books. She's got like, lots of spot books, you know, with uh, lift, right. lift the flap. And uh, if you've ever read one of those books before, you'll know that 90% of the book is no. It, like you, you open a flap and somebody is saying no on the other side yeah. because they're always looking for spot or they're looking for his bone or they're looking yeah. for his school bag. Is his bone under the table? Yes. And then you open no. the flap. No. Yeah. So every time you open the flap, she goes, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. It's like she knows like what roughly she needs to say, but she's like not quite there yet. So funny. Yeah. yeah. Good. yeah. I wonder whether that's just like a, a more complicated sound to make in your mouth. I don't know. There's so it's many a, of these sounds like. Just everything from, like, with babies, they just, just develop. Just slowly learn they're stuff. Constantly Constantly right. developing, so there's just always and, and well, a lot of different cultures use different um, or don't have specific vowel sounds in their language naturally. So, or, or like just a, a great example would be the clicking, right? In in African some or of the African languages, blip, where where they like we, yeah. where we never even or, or even like just like um, 
the 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 Welsh, you know, or the the the, the sort of Dutch um, hacking and stuff, you know, or, yeah. or planning it up, you know, that, that stuff is so natural to people hill. in certain yeah. languages Yes. Oh, you're a natural. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I speak I speak fluent Dutch. Nice. Uh, yeah. This is from uh, Yu Chen. Uh, Hyperion, Chinese babies do indeed babble mama, but the phrase for dad is baba rather than the Western baba. dada. Yeah. Source, am Chinese. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah. So they say baba instead of dada. Baba. Baba. That's cool. Yeah, you, yeah, they say baba a little. I think anything that goes like ah uh, ah, uh, like I think like ma, da, and ba are like the kind yeah. of go tos. Those at are the first. easy ones. They're the easier ones, yeah. But like you trying to get them to say like ta ta or something like that is important. Like they can't, the they can't one. do t. They can't roll their R's at no, that. They, they couldn't can't. say rah rah. No, either. they yeah. can say like le fromage. <laughs> so you're saying they can't <laughs> do not there Lady yet. Gaga's hits? No, no they can't say Roma, Roma, ma. <laughs> no, no. Wait, what's the other one? No, they can't say la la either. So it's no. it's tough. Yeah. Okay. Well, useless. Yeah. This is a, this one's from Ed. This is about something that you said recently, Lewis. Uh oh. Being called out. Oh. Uh, I think I think we may all have commented on this, but um, I, I, I seem to remember it being Lulu. Um, my name is Ed, and I live in Melbourne, Australia. On a recent Hello. Triforce episode, you guys spent some time questioning the legitimacy of the humble kazoo in a non-novelty setting. I couldn't <laughs> yeah, be more offended by this if I <laughs> okay, tried. here we go. As okay. my own band's debut single features a four-part harmonised kazoo break <laughs> in what is undoubtedly not a gimmicky musical climax at all. Right. <laughs> okay, no. Of course. Lewis also talked about anyone being able to play a kazoo. As someone who hands out about 50 kazoos to the audience whenever we do this song live, I can assure you this is not the bloody case. People just blow into the thing and expect magic notes to come out the other end. We had to incorporate a kazoo lesson into our shows to address such stupidity. Maybe it's wow. something in the water down here. Anyway, love you. Let's keep up the good work. Thank you, Ed. Maybe it is Ed, something in the some, water down send there. Send me some tickets. Yeah. I'll come, I'll come uh, to one I'll, of your shows. I'll send you lads the song. They're, they're, they're called Tracksuit Larry, and the song is Gimme the Bat, if you want to look it up. Uh, okay. Oh, no, that is, a, that is a listing for a three-bedroom flat in Euston Road for 10 million pounds. <laughs> Nice. I love how that is on your uh, clipboard. <laughs> That's because my mate sent that to me. There is a three-bedroom flat for sale in Euston Road. It is above um, the this, this St. Pancras, uh, King's Cross St. Pancras Station. Right. Uh, it is a £10 million flat, three-bedroom, uh, but it looks pretty amazing. Anyway, there's the track if you guys want to give that a listen. If you guys yeah. want to... Oh, that reminds me. Did, you, did I tell you why? I'm looking at I was, the flat I was in a, right now. I was in a group chat the other day on WhatsApp, and... I wanted to share, share a YouTube tutorial video for a board game. And um, so I clicked share on the app and posted it in WhatsApp. And it shared the advert that was playing at the start of the video instead of the fucking YouTube. And I didn't even know it could do that. But I, I just felt like the biggest boomer in the world because I posted this advert to the group channel. It looked like I'd been hacked or something. It was like a super scam. It was like, <laughs> you know, it was like... You get free robots, androids on your, um, you know, some real scammy looking ad. So everyone was like in the group chat was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh shit, I better delete this quickly because it's embarrassing. And I pressed delete for myself <laughs> instead of delete for everyone. So, <laughs> so you couldn't see it anymore <laughs> and everyone. Jesus. So I couldn't see it anymore everyone else could. Um, and I just felt like the dumbest guy ever. Oh my God. So that happened this week. I've, I've, I mean, that's been 
taking up all my headspace. Let's be just living rent free in my living mind. Living rent all free, week. very, and very I can't, Zuma phrase. I can't um can't un unthink it now. So I'm I just sorry. wanted to share that with you, and that's out now. <laughs> oh god, that's out of my head. Oh, right, do you guys uh, do you guys want a poem? Yeah. Okay. Fuck me. Get, uh, get... This is from Greg. Hi Perian, long time listener. Sips doesn't sound excited. Well he will be. <laughs> I have been I have been playing around with OpenAI's chat GPT and thought the following would be good to share. I entered the following prompt. Write a poem about three friends, Sips, Lewis, and Pflax, and their podcast, the Triforce Podcast. Sips has another issue with his bath plug, Lewis struggling to get another personal trainer, and Perian is busy answering the bloody door. ChatGPT came up with the following. Three friends, Sips, Lewis, and Pflax, come together to bring us the Triforce podcast. Sips, with his bath plug, causing distress. Lewis, struggling to find a personal trainer, no less. Pflax, busy answering the bleeding door. Together, they bring us laughter and more. Their podcast, a treasure to explore. From gaming news and all in between, the Triforce podcast is a joy to be seen. So tune in, give it a listen. You won't be disappointed. We're sure you'll glisten. With witty banter and hilarious jokes, the Triforce podcast will have you in fits of giggles and strokes. So join oh, no. Sips, Lewis, and Pflax for a podcast that will surely relax. That's the fucking poem. Oh my god. AI, AI's come so far, hasn't it? The wow. tone of that is yeah. very weird, isn't it? Dog like, shit. With the, re with the strokes and the relapse. I, I, it's it's kind of quite dark. I quite like it. I, it's the glistening. It says we'll the glisten. glisten. I know. Like, what, what does that mean? It's glistening kind of slightly, and stroking. Slightly gross. It's very sexual, I'd say. So very it's, yeah, sexy. it's kind of disgusting. Um, this uh, I, there is one more email. I don't know if you guys want to hear it. It is a, oh, yeah, this, fuck this it. Is, yeah, let's do it's it. It's quite a long one, so I think we could finish on that. Uh, it is a guy ranting about the game of checkers. Okay, and okay. how people don't take it seriously. I think we may have chucked in some jokes about checkers in in episodes from the past. But anyway, uh, yeah. hello, Perry, Lewis, and Sips. This is a question I've had a lot because a lot of nerds who love chess find it easy to shit on checkers, claiming it's an easier game, and they end up rubbing their noses at it. This pisses me off, because the reasons they give are, to be frank, not good reason, and betrays their perceived higher intelligence for their chess playing. This lad is off on one on a group of people who I don't think exist. I don't think anybody <laughs> hates checkers. It just exists. Nobody cares. One of the reasons for saying that checkers is a far simpler and easier game is because unlike chess, checkers is a solved game, which means the outcome of the game can be guaranteed from any position on the board, assuming both sides make perfect plays. The yeah, arduous yeah, yeah. So, path... so checkers is like connect four or noughts right. and crosses. It's, it's computers. You can play it perfectly and force a draw. So you, you basically, it's a game where you cannot lose, right. basically. The arduous path to solving checkers is a story unto itself, but suffice it to say, it took a lot of very powerful computers almost 20 years to solve it, as the possibilities in checkers are 5 times 10 to the power of 20. From a computer's perspective, chess is a far more complicated game to solve. Yeah, well, yeah, people... oh, yeah, 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 but hang on a second, though. Right. He's saying it was difficult to solve 20 years ago. Right, it, sure, was, it was easy now, to solve now. you could probably solve it on your phone. Right, right? exactly. So, so, carry on. Chess is a far more complicated game to solve, but people are not computers. Having two people play checkers against each other can require an incredible amount of skill in reading the other's moves and seeing potential plans. Yeah, he's not wrong. As much as even like tic-tac-toe is solved, right? right. And I am uh, I, I, even, you know, even nowadays, even it's probably like, like it'd probably take me five minutes to learn optimal tic-tac-toe strategy and never lose a game again. But I'm not right. going to bother. Do right. you know what I mean? Um, even so if I don't the game think people is, have, yeah. Even if the With, game is solved by a computer, it does not mean the human can 
ever learn every single play in checkers? No one is saying that, AJ. No one is saying that human beings, because checkers has been solved, that that means it's redundant, okay? No one is saying that. From a functional standpoint, there isn't much difference unless we get people shoving cheating devices up their ass during tournaments. I can't believe there are checkers tournaments, first of all. <clears throat> the most famous and well-regarded checkers player and mathematician, Marion Tinsley, famously played a match and after seeing the opponent play a piece, said, you're going to regret that, and of course won. They later found out the only way Tinsley would be able to know his win was guaranteed at that point was to see roughly 64 moves ahead in the game. Uh, wow. Another reason some people give to say that checkers is more of a kid's game is that the rules are simple. I don't see how that has anything to do with the difficulty of a game, as there are plenty of games with simple rules that are incredibly challenging, such as Go. A big problem with checkers perception is that people don't have the highest opinion of it, there aren't as many people playing it, and really not many people playing it at a high level. But I'm just ranting, because I feel like a lot of chess people are super pretentious, and it's just a little annoying to interact with them, to be honest, and I don't know how to reach them. What's his name, this guy? I'm AJ. actually converted. I'm at, okay. AJ, I'm converted. You, your message made me realise that we shouldn't be judgmental about checkers. We look, <laughs> we look, I definitely look down at it. I've looked down at it before. As like, I think it's because it's played on the same board, right? That's yeah, why I think chess you're people... Right. I was think just thinking but, that. I think also, like, you've got to understand a lot of these very high level chess players, even like throughout history, like especially um, Bobby, Bobby, what's his face? Um, Fisher. You know, Fisher. He Bobby, what's his kind face? of wanted to play different versions of chess, right? He would he would modify chess to be different pieces, different spaces, different different things, different, different ways starting of playing. pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, checkers is really only a modification, I guess, of that, you know, checkers, you could imagine it as a series of sort of semi bishops, right? Like kind of, uh, do you know what I mean? Like that can, uh, yeah. that can uh, you know, so, so it's, I guess you could, you should look at checkers as a, a version of chess that is simplified, but, um, it, but it is played by humans. And I, and I guess, like any game, if you're willing to, any board game, I wonder whether, sir, I, I think a lot of the board games that we play are also probably solved. I wonder if Monopoly and Risk and, you know, a lot of these other games are inverted commas, like, solved. Or I, I, I don't think they are because there's elements of chance in those games. Oh, oh right. Which I see is the going to be hard, isn't stuff. it? I mean, there, there is certainly an optimal strategy for Monopoly, but it's entirely dependent on... Um, Dice rolls, essentially, but what you're doing but is I still, playing but, the odds. But I wonder whether, like, even given the chance element, like, is that simpler to learn than checkers strategy? Right? Like, it, like, well, it's like, very simple rules. For that, there are certain bands of property that are the best to get on a monopoly board. There are YouTube videos I've watched on this. Every, you can just look them up. There are certain. First of all, every time you learn something, buy it. And secondly, you really want to get certain sets. But the issue with monopoly is you, it kind of requires your opponents to play suboptimally for your optimal strategy to work because you're not going to, unless you get very lucky, you're not going to get a full set. You're going to have to trade with people. And if they trade suboptimally, then that's not a strategy to rely on. No. If you had the best Monopoly players in the world playing, none of them would trade. Yeah, but you got to get them you, right. you got to make them desperate though, right? Yeah, but then, you, I mean, it literally would take like 12 hours of just going around and somehow hoping people go broke enough that, that you can buy their shit. Because yeah. I know that what's meant to happen is when um, when you have to mortgage a property, uh, 
are, are there are certain house rules you can have where at that point it goes up for auction and shit like that if you can't pay your debts yeah and, you gotta uh, mortgage everything and then when you do fully run out of money and you have no other options you're out of the game and then all of your cards are returned right it goes up for yeah. auction i think is yeah either way it's pretty pretty nuts but yeah I, I think because of the element of risk and playing against multiple other opponents um it it's it's not possible to solve it so much as it is to have an optimal strategy and then you have to hope you get a little bit of luck whereas with chess mm. it, there are you know there are there are computers out there that are unbeatable because they see till the end of time you know the, the tree for all the possible moves is so huge that they see that they make these moves that are like impossible the accuracy of them is so high that's why people were suspicious of uh neiman because he made like six or seven not just good moves in a row but like the perfect move multiple times in a row far outside what he normally achieves yeah um, that that's i think, what I think, I think you can look at these of. things mathematics it's like the same way we knew that dream was cheating in minecraft or, or using a mod that he didn't realize was right. on or whatever whatever the excuse he gave at the end but i mean like like it's the thing with um i, I guess my 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 thing is i play a lot of board games right i play a lot of random board games with yeah, friends yeah. and and cheat I also play a lot well. of strategy games with <laughs> friends <laughs> you're, you're familiar with the uh, cheating famous cheater well yeah i don't i'm not like a big cheater i suppose i, I, I used to cheat in things like minecraft or or fallout or, or games where you are like something some, single player. I don't mind cheating in single player if I could justify the karma in my mind, right? Like if like like if the game's broken or something's not working or I've 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 I have to grind up two thousand wood or something incredibly tedious. I'd rather just cheat that in and be like, yeah, okay, just pretend I did this. You know, if I'm like basically just having to do some tedious job, like when I was a kid, I was I would um, when I had a newspaper round, I would have to pack the newspapers full of the fucking uh, leaflets. And I'd like do that in front of telly for like three hours, you know, um, doing, doing that sort of stuff in video games. If I can avoid it by cheating, I usually will do, or I'll make mm. a macro or something. And that's a lot of people would consider that cheating as well. Like anything repetitive, I, I almost ref in, will refuse. I, I find it fun though, to, to find a way to cheat, right. To find a way to, to macro um tedious tasks but but that's uh, that's by the by i i think we, we, i play a lot of boys i can play a game of twilight imperium tomorrow which is this I, huge day long yeah. the one that you said slog. you didn't want to play with me when i was coming down you don't well, want to play I games with me people. yeah i couldn't get couldn't that's get what it people. is you don't also, play you didn't games come with down me. in the end i didn't you're, he was he flake. was glad that you didn't because he didn't want to play twilight imperium <laughs> with you anyway <laughs> so exactly yeah well uh, you're welcome to join us for the next one but yeah it's it's a long day and it's I'm sure that didn't seem sincere. That, I, I wonder how complicated a game needs. You know, I just wonder where where checkers sits on that actual leg, level of complexity, right? It's very I, low. I think, I, very but I think low. it's. But I think it's about perspective, though, too, right? Like checkers, I think you sit you sit there and you think, "Fuck, this is actually very, very complicated, very, very quickly." At least with chess, I do. Whereas with a board game, you're you're. Board games are designed, and video games too, for simple decisions that don't feel overwhelming because otherwise they're not really very fun, right? So humans are quite good at picking between two options or three options, but as soon as they're given like eight options or nine options, like in chess, you're like, like very overwhelmed suddenly on like what, what you can keep in your mind, right? Right. I think oftentimes most board games provide, um, or at least try and keep good ones that I keep coming back to keep having simple choices that have sure they have maybe as much complexity as the other games but they don't feel like they do so it feels like the choices you're making are more fun 
than serious. Like I think checkers playing checkers can very quickly go quite serious, right? Um, and also like that's an element of playing with one person and playing with four people. When I'm playing with one person, I definitely feel very competitive. Whereas as soon as I've got four people around the table, I'm just playing for fun. Right. Um, and it's weird that 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 you that that strategy and competitiveness sort of changes based on that sort of mm. stuff, right? Like like our perception of it. Anyway, sure. sorry, I've ranted and I've gone down a weird path um, as usual. Um, please write people, me a letter. That's what we love about board games and design. I want to hear what people. Yeah, think. any checker haters out there, let us know what you think. Any Just... pro tic tac toers out there, toe, toe, toe lads. <laughs> any toe tiddly winkers to... out there. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Um, this this I, the, this last bit will definitely bring some emails. I can guarantee it. It's the exact sort of subject people email in about. Is yeah. actually checkers is incredibly high level, and you're a fool for not understanding it. I challenge you to a checkers off. Like, well, I'm sure you'd win, but it still doesn't mean it's a good game. I think it's a dog shit game. Sorry, checkers guy. Yeah, I think you should try a June Imperium. Yeah, that That's sounds a good one. Yeah. You should check that out. <laughs> There's like oh. a whole the thing is that game that board game has become so popular in the, the the tabletop sim Discord that they've had to make their own section for wow. it because it was just it was just only June Imperium games have you, being have requested you got it? in the looking for group. I I I haven't got a physical copy, but I played it about twenty times online. Well, we should get it and play it. I I love June. I'll teach you. June. It's it's a great game. It's I don't want to play games. on TTT. It's so fucking tedious. TTS. No, we'll play it on. Um, we'll play it physically. Yeah, All right, I'll get yeah. a copy. All right. Fine. It's a date. Fine. Yeah. Let's do Another it. good one that we played one time was that terraforming Mars was pretty fun. Oh yeah, that's a fun I like game. That, yeah. That's a fun game. I've played a lot of that now. I'm still terrible at it, but I have played a lot of it. I play against the computer a lot, and uh, it always beats me by like four or five points. It's very frustrating. No. Yeah. Anyway, shall no, we call well, it a day there on mailbag episode number five hundred? This was a cracker. I can see why people prefer the mailbag. That was this a really was a good one. one. <laughs> it was nice. This was a great. I one. only got called out about Wisconsin one time. Just one time this yeah. week. Keep Very, sending in your interesting stuff that you're up to in your if life. If you're like from little Wisconsin stories, little and you have you. Uh, you have a, a bone to pick. Pick away. Let's hear some nice things about Wisconsin. <laughs> let's turn the negative into a positive. Let's let's turn the frown upside down. Let's see if we can get yeah? in touch with with like the tourism. I want the tourism board of Wisconsin to get in touch. Oh right. And, and defend their state. Let's hear it. Let's hear it from Wisconsin officials, not just okay. plebs that live in Wisconsin. I want the king of Wisconsin to come at us, official. The king. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't know what they do over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. sounds right. He'll be like the Dairy King or something. Yeah, dairy exactly. Queen. Dairy King. Yeah. Right. Queen. Yeah. All right. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Love we you. We shall see you next time. Keep the mails bye, coming. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye, bye. bye, bye.